I really need to do something in the base. You know, I've got this, basically this handmade, handmade makes it sound fancy, but it's actually a piece of wood with, um, sure. with legs that's, and it's, it's about a little bit deeper than my, my MacBook. That's about it. And it's super tiny, but it works perfectly for this. I'd like to work down here more, but the PS4 is down here too. So I always, um, you know, it's not the best environment for working with a PS4 going with Call of Duty, you know, running no. in the background. Yeah, that's what I got for this, is obviously, in the spare room, because uh, I wanted a smaller desk so I could have the desk, the TV, and then the bookcase, and then I can stick all the controllers on the wall in the corner. Yeah, I um, saw that picture on Twitter. That, was pretty cool. that looked pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of nice. There's a, it's a company in the US that actually sell these hooks, oh. um, but like, it was really expensive for me to even get, like, four of them. Uh, but they also have instructions on their website to make your own. How do they hook? Is it what, What's special about the hook? Um, nothing really. It's just um, like they have instructions how to make them because it's uh, you've got copper wire and then like a plastic uh, like PVC tube over the top. Oh, okay. Um, and then you bend it round like a um, like a plumbing T junction kind of thing. Yep. <clears throat> um, and then yeah, they just clip clip on the wall with you know a normal uh, cable clip. Um, and yeah, they've come out really well. No, that's cool. Yeah, it's um. I work in all different places, and yesterday I was writing in bed, and which is perfect for when you're like, "Meh, I think I'll just take a take a nap right now," <laughs> which I did. So we've got a little bit of follow up. Um, we spoke about Recore uh, last episode, which is this Xbox One exclusive game. Um, I was pretty excited. All the reviews, I knew knew that the review embargo was at, I think it was three o'clock the other day. All the reviews came out, and it's not good. Is it bad or is it just mediocre? I haven't looked at any of this it, stuff. It's I'm going to wait until it's about ten pound, and then I'll buy it. Oh, that's too um, bad. It's there's some like really long loading times, like two and a half minute loading times when you die. Oh wow. Um, which. You know, hopefully they can fix that in in an update. Um, but there's just you know there's a lot of bugs with it. It's, it seems like it's kind of been rushed out, and the story is not great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still kind of interested to play it because I kind of like the look of it, but um, I'm definitely going to wait until it drops in price a little bit. Yeah, the the artwork looks really nice. I mean, the you know I wonder if how that that game just kind of came on without a lot of fanfare in advance was really kind of a tell because either they were, you know, rushing development, they were, they were, you know, uptight against deadlines and the game wasn't working and they finally like, okay, ship it, you know, or how that worked out. Yeah. I get the impression there was a couple of people, uh, I think it was on Reddit claiming that they worked for Microsoft studios. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently this was rushed out to come out around now because Xbox didn't have any other exclusives coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of wanted to make sure they had an exclusive, I guess, to go up against the likes of, you know, No Man's Sky. I mean, it's really not in the same ballpark at all, but yeah, it doesn't sound know, like that's, it. that's how they are. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that's too bad. That's disappointing. But there's there, there will always be more games, Rob. Always be more. <laughs> I haven't played the ones I've got, so it's <laughs> not, not really a problem that I'm not buying this one. I know. Um, well, we should talk about Bluetooth, right? And and uh, Bluetooth headphones because you're going to dive into the AirPods. You told me. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely considering it. I think either the AirPods or the uh, the Beat 
Beats X. Okay. I think were the, the ones with the are those the wireless? Uh, I mean, ones are the or I guess they're all wireless. But are, are those over the ear or in the ear? Uh, they're in the ear. They're the ones with the the wire between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I haven't quite decided yet. I think I'll maybe want to see some more reviews and uh, see some more opinions on them. Um, I mean, they're about the same price, but really, what I'm interested in is the the W1 chip, so that it just kind of pairs and get and, and is done. Yep. Because um, like even the other day, uh, I've got some speakers hooked up to my TV in my spare room, and uh, they've got Bluetooth, so I connected my phone. Uh, you know, just while I was doing some stuff up here. And then I had to turn the speakers off to move them, turn them back on, and now I cannot pair with them at all, even if I forget the device and stuff like that. Oh, so really? I was kind of like, yeah, this is how bad, like, Bluetooth is. It just kind of really frustrating. Yeah, it, um, it, it, I, is, pretty, it is pretty bad. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I am concerned with the AirPods, like just because you know i'm if if i knock them and they do fall out like they're pretty tiny um but i kind of do like the idea of you know just having these two two little earbuds and and that's it yep no i I agree i I think beats is coming out with three different models right they're doing over over the ear they're doing power beats three and then i guess the x1 is what you said you were looking at too is that a that's a third the third one yeah, I think they're called Beats X. Oh, Beats I think X. Is the model. Yeah. Um, and I think they're like maybe $10 cheaper than the, the AirPods. Um, but, you know, mostly the same thing. But the Beats X do have the, the audio controls on them as well. Yep. On the wire. So um, that's kind of another thing that, you know, as much as I've got the watch or, you know, I can get my phone out, the watch is a bit weird at the moment because it's just changed and like now playing's a bit difficult to get to. Um. So yeah, I think I, I'm going to see because that you know they're both not out for like another month yet anyway. Right. No, I, I'm definitely going to get AirPods. I think um, I have been using, as you know, I've talked about it here a bunch of times. Um, I've been using Bluetooth headphones for quite a while and really couldn't go back. I mean, that's the one. <laughs> if you if you're concerned about uh, not, you know, I guess the problem is it spoils you because even if there are hassles with Bluetooth headphones. The freedom from wires is huge, um, and I would never go back. Um, I, I the W one chip really excites me because, for instance, like especially even if it only really works, you know, well with my Mac gear because it, it syncs the credentials or the you know the pairing credentials um, via iCloud. I think that'll be enough for me because there have been plenty of times where, say, I'm on the train and I'm listening to something on my phone. And I pull out my iPad and I'm looking at some things on the web and I want to watch a YouTube video. Um, it's not easy to switch from my phone to my iPad. If really the only good way to do it is to turn off Bluetooth on my phone and then go into settings and pair, um, you know, pair with the uh, with the iPad. Yeah, I mean that's it's. I've had like you know similar problems. I've got two of these little uh, like mini Bluetooth speakers in the house. Um, and like one is upstairs and one's downstairs in the kitchen and um you know i can connect to the one in the kitchen but then if i leave the house but leave the speaker on and come back it won't connect again and i have to turn the speaker off and turn it back on maybe i have to toggle bluetooth a couple of times like it's it's really just a a bit of a pain really i mean obviously i know this isn't going to fix that problem um but it's just kind of an example of how annoying bluetooth can be right um, right and it's why for me my bluetooth headphones really i don't 
really ever use them with anything but my phone because it's just too much trouble to use them with my Mac or my iPad or anything like that. So uh, I'm looking forward to that alone. Um, the, the battery life is good, not great. I mean, I think it's rated at five hours. Um, the backbeat, what is it? The backbeat fit from Plantronic that I use, I think is more like seven or eight hours. Um, but they have the wire in between, which includes some of the battery. Um, but the case itself has 25 hours. So, you know, once you go get wherever you're going, you just drop them in the case, it charges them up. I think even with a very short amount of time in the case, you can, it adds, you know, it does kind of rapid charging. So you get a few hours um, after only like five or 15 minutes or something like that. I don't recall exactly, but I think that it, yeah, I think it was, uh, I think it was 15 minute charge will give you something like two hours. Um, so that's, you know, for most people, that's probably enough, even if it's just for a commute home or, you know, to work or something like that. Right. Right. Um, and from at least a few of the reviews I've seen, they seem to, they seem to stay in, which I tend to, I tend to get because I don't think people realize just how much drag the wires cause when you have headphones in, um, just the weight of the wire alone, let alone, you know, brushing it and doing other things that kind of tug, slowly tug ear pods out of your ears. So. Uh, I'm hopeful that those things will stay in um, and I'll be able to go out for a run with them and things like that. Yeah, I think like I, I use the, um, you know, the, the normal uh, AirPods um, every now and again. Like if it's raining, I don't want to use my expensive headphones. Um, and I, I, I know that like I'm lucky that they don't fall out of my ears because, um, you know, they're kind of this one size fits all. And right. It doesn't work. Honest, for- they probably don't fit a lot of people. Right. Um, but. I just happen to be lucky that they do fit my ears quite well. You know, I only really listen to podcasts on my phone, so the sound quality, it doesn't really concern me too much that they're probably not, you know, the best sound quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it. it I, I really think, uh, I think probably somebody said this in one of their reviews. Uh, maybe it was uh, Matthew Panzerino said, like, if the earpods don't work for you, you know, whether it's fit or, you know, the sound or whatever, then the AirPods probably not going to be any good for you either. Right. Yeah, that, that's, that seems right to me. Um, I've actually used EarPods more often lately than um, I used to. I, I, you know, it's not been, it's been a while now since they redesigned the shape of them. And I never really, the the old version they had before that, I didn't like. Um, they made, they were uncomfortable in my ears and they didn't stay in. Um, and so I never really gave the earpods much of a much of a chance until recently when I use them as I use them uh, them mo- mostly as a backup if my Bluetooth speak- Bluetooth headphones do run out of juice, which I'll I'll say it has only ever happened to me a handful of times. I mean, what I do mm-hmm. is I I, ch- I keep them charged on e- on either end of my destination. So I you know when I get to work, usually mine will last for a couple of a couple of days of commuting. Um, then I'll plug them in. Um, the battery on them now that they're about a year old is not quite what it used to be. So I have to do it a little more frequently than I used to, but I just, you know, charge them either at home or at work back and forth. And that doesn't seem to be, that's not too much of a hassle. Um, but you know, it'd be different, I guess, if you were doing more, um, flights and travel that way where you don't necessarily have kind of a dedicated setup on either end. Um, but I do like the, the ear pods more than I used to and have been using them and, I don't know. I think I'm going to give them a try. Um, I, they're not even on sale yet, though, right? Uh, no, I don't think they're available till. I think it says maybe early October or something like that. So we've got a few weeks left, a few weeks yet before they're even available. Yeah, I wish they do pre-order. I, I did. Did you buy anything uh, the on the big launch day of the iPhone Seven? 
Uh, no, I didn't. Um, the 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 prices in the UK just kind of put me off a bit, and because uh, it was probably about hundred pound more than I was expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, it kind of just made me rethink. Like, do I really need a new phone, or am I happy with my six for now? Right. Um, so I'm going to keep it for now. Jess has ordered one. Um, she ordered the the seven plus. 128 gig um unfortunately it didn't come friday it's coming on tuesday or wednesday now did you get up in the middle of the night to order it well not middle. not it wasn't <laughs> i guess not at 8 a.m i mean <laughs> no we're british john it's very civilized for us it's just first thing in the morning cup of tea some you know some toast and we can just order them and then we can go off to work little little marmalade exactly mm. that is civilized i i ordered a phone but i could not bring myself to get up at 2 a.m. because I had been writing until 11 p.m. and was getting up at 4 to finish an article. And I thought, hmm, five hours of sleep isn't that great. How about I not break that up into two chunks of two hours or two and a half hours? <laughs> so I didn't do it until the first thing in the morning. So mine's not coming until uh, the first week of October, like October 4th, something like that. Yeah. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah, I went, I went plus club again, of course. I mean, that kind of goes without saying. And Matt Black. Very nice. So um, there was one thing, I'd, I'd completely forgotten this was even a feature of iOS 10, um, but uh, Apple Pay in Safari, mm-hmm. um, and I think this is coming to Sierra as well. Um, I went to back a Kickstarter, and there was an Apple Pay button there. Um, I wasn't in the Kickstarter app, I was just on the website. Um, and yeah, just pressed a button, scanned my fingerprint, all done. I mean, it's it's really good. Yeah, it really is. And I, I mean, actually, I'm writing an article about it for Tuesday on Mac Stories with the launch of Sierra because it is coming to Sierra. And I was watching the WWC video yesterday afternoon, as you do for fun on a Saturday afternoon. And um, it, it's pretty neat how they've got it set up. I mean, it's a it's pretty simple JSON API, API that lets people actually put the pay buttons. You can put them at the point of sale, like on the product page, or you can do them in check or you can do them in checkout or you can do them in both. Um, and what's, you know, what's nice is the, the idea is, I guess, because Apple pay is really just putting your thumb or your finger on the, on the touch ID sensor. If you put it on the product page, someone sees something they want, they can just, you know, click on it and do the Apple pay and buy it right there without going through any kind of, you know, I don't know, cart or shopping checkout type of thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this Kickstarter thing was a good example. Like, I clicked a link from Twitter. Um, I saw it. Obviously, I was logged into Kickstarter on the website, but I don't, like, let them store my credit card details. Right. Um, just because I don't really... I, I, I let Amazon get away with it just because it would be far too inconvenient not to, but I try not to keep my card details in any, anywhere else. Yeah, well, Kickstarter um, so, has, Kickstarter got hacked a few years ago, too. If you yeah, if you recall, I, <laughs> so I'm the same way. I, and I have a long memory of who's been hacked and who has not, and they have. Yeah, so you know, I if I hadn't been able to use Apple Pay there, um, I probably would have you know saved the page to Instapaper, gone and looked at it later. You know, maybe I wouldn't have got round to it. You know, maybe I wouldn't have bothered backing it. Um, but because it was Apple Pay, like it was just so easy. As you say, I just scan my fingerprint and I'm done. Yeah, it, and it's neat the way it works um, on Sierra because obviously you don't have a Touch ID sensor on your in your computer. So what it does is it can it can do a check to see if there is an Apple Watch or an iPhone associated with that account. 
um, that Apple Pay account because it's doing all this, you know, through iCloud, so it knows who you are, mm. um, and it looks and sees sees if those things are um, authorized for Apple Pay, and if it is, then all you have to do is you know press the button on your watch or put your finger on your phone, and it'll it'll complete the transaction even if you're on you know on in uh, Safari for for uh, OS 10. Perfect. Yeah, so it should be pretty pretty cool. I mean, there's there's really not much to it more than that. I mean, that's you know I was thinking this was going to be a long involved article, but there's not. They've made it so simple that there's not too much to talk about beyond what I just said. <laughs> yeah, and uh, if you're using. Uh, or you know, if sites are using Stripe for their payments, um, Stripe have Apple Pay support now, and I think you can just enable it. Yep. Um, in the back end, and it will. Uh, I, I guess it will just offer it up as an option. Uh, if you know if it's available, so you know, hopefully, a lot of these places that are using Stripe already, because uh, it's a fairly big payment system, will you know enable Apple Pay. Yeah, they they they've got a few partners. I know that um, they've got Shopify is another one. Um, I think Squarespace is going to be doing it for their e-commerce solution. So and, and the nice thing about that too is if you're someone who has something to sell is that you can, you know, they kind of handle the the back end part of it because in order to use Apple Pay as a merchant, you have to have a developer account and some certificates and all that sort of stuff in the, which it's not super complicated what you have to do, but it's, it's, you know, it's signing up for a bunch of stuff and getting a bunch of um, encryption keys and that sort of thing that um, validate you as a merchant and as the owner of a particular website. Uh, but if you use something like, um, like uh, Shopify or Stripe, they handle a lot of those companies will have, an SDK of their own that that um, interfaces with the checkout process and the store process, and and they will handle all that stuff for you. So it becomes you know very simple to set up something with Apple Pay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to seeing it in more places. So um, so talking of Bluetooth uh, buying things, um, I ordered uh, Amazon Echo. Yeah, how hard did Jess roll her eyes when you ordered when she heard you ordered that? Uh, or did she not, not well, it took a while because she didn't know what it was yeah so i then had to explain what it was and then she rolled her eyes <laughs> i bought a black <laughs> tube that we can talk to <laughs> yeah so um it, i guess it got released i think it was uk and germany uh uk is completely open orders germany i think is still uh invite only mm-hmm. um but yeah and they were doing uh 50 pound off for Prime members and until Friday, I think. So instead of 150, it was just 100. Um, so the way I figured it, if I don't like it, I can probably just sell it for 100 again once I've finished with it. Right. That's a good deal. 100, 100. I think they were, I thought they were more like 170 in the US, something like that, um, even with Prime. But maybe they had a discount at some point. I don't remember. Yeah, possibly. So they've also got the new, the dot. Yep. which is basically an Amazon Echo, but you hook it up to your own speakers. Um, as far as I can tell, the price has gone down on those. I think they were about $100 before, and they're now 50 Yeah, they're 50 uh, in the US. Also, £50 in the UK now. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what I'm going to do with it. You got a dot too? Um, no, 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 I didn't get a dot. Oh, okay. No, 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 you just no, got I the main thing, okay. I, I couldn't decide, should I just get the big thing, or should I get the dot, because I've got speakers, but I thought, no, forget it, I'll just get the... <laughs> I'll get the full-blown thing. Right. Um, I don't have to worry about a second speaker or anything then. Um, yeah, I've kind of written a list of a couple of things. Like, you know, I mean, you can play music from Prime Music because, I mean, I don't have Spotify, so I can't do that. Um, 
I guess I can add things to a shopping list. I guess we'll see. Yeah, you can order you can order more uh, bags of cat food right from your from your Echo. Yeah, I suppose I could do that. Um, I know you can like order an Uber, which I could you know kind of see me just shouting at it and just be like, "Store to me an Uber, get it done." <laughs> um, you know, there's probably a few things. You get the weather, um, as I say. Yeah, the weather. Um, save me from looking outside and using my eyes like a chump. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's so old-fashioned rob oh exactly um you know like i say though i'll see see if i enjoy it and you know if i actually get any use out of it um i mean worst case it's still a bluetooth speaker right um, i can still just use it as a speaker right now there's and there's a lot of a lot more integrations that are coming all the time i mean people have done people have done some interesting things with them i know um, i think it has ifttt support too uh yeah it does um I'm not sure what I would put on the other end of the IFTTT support. Maybe but I'm, you know, I'm sure I could come up with some things. Maybe you could have have like a service checking your website, and if your website is down, uh, Alexa just starts shouting at you. That would that would be good. Or there'd be a big you know a big alarm sounds uh, and annoys everybody until you go fix the website. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so. Yeah, I have. I don't know. You you don't have one, right? No, I don't. I've come close a couple of times, and I was I really was frankly waiting to see if Apple did anything at one point, and then the moment kind of passed, and I don't really know what I would use it for, um, and I think I would probably be the only person in my family who would actually use it, so I haven't really. I haven't really gone that direction. Part of the and, and part of it is too the way my house is laid out, laid out. I mean, when other than when everybody's in bed on the first floor, the kitchen, you know, living family room type areas all kind of open in, in one area. So we have an Apple TV hooked up to a stereo system and TV there. And so that pretty much handles entertainment and everything for the entire first floor all at once. So there's not a ne- real need to have like different speakers in different rooms. I don't live in like, a, you know, one of these mansions that has different rooms for different activities and needs a Sonos in every room <laughs> or something like that. So, <laughs> no, so that's part of it, I think, too, is that I just don't need uh, more than what I've already got. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I kind of just got caught up in the fact that they were giving me £50 off. Um, you know, I, I think I've got to wait another, like, maybe 10 days or two weeks until it comes out, until it actually gets delivered. So, you know, I'll give it a go. I'm, I've been interested in it for a while, uh, but I wasn't willing to pay the, uh, you know, the prices that they were being sold for on eBay in the UK. Yeah, Amazon's good about uh, enticing you into things like that, and I think hundred dollars is or hundred pounds is a good price point below which, you know, you to experiment with new gadgets and stuff. I mean, I definitely for a hundred dollars would have bought an Echo, I think, just to see what it's all about and try it out and put it somewhere in the house. Um, I actually meant to mention this to you on the last show that I forgot about it. Um, I had a similar experience. I bought one of those. Um, I bought a dash button, but I bought a generic programmable dash button. Oh, so this is their, they're just their internet of things button right yeah it's the same button it just doesn't have a sticker for you know cat food on it or something and you sure and there's some sort of there's an api and i have not even had time to look at it but i figured this is a good winter project i think it was twenty dollars um mm. and so you know one day a package shows up and uh, my wife opens it up and she said you got a button in the mail <laughs> it's like yes i did good my button has arrived so i have this button and um and she asked me what i could do with it and i said well i mean we could put it by the back door and press it when we leave and the thermostat would automatically adjust and her response was or we could just go do that 
So, sure. Which is yeah. true. Fair point. I know that conversation. <laughs> it's true. So I got to figure out what I'm going to do with that. I'll probably, um, I'll probably figure it out at some point in the next couple of months. I just haven't had time to really deal with it. But I saw them on. They've they've been uh, a lot of people have been buying them and they've been sold out from time to time. So I was actually able to find them um, on on uh, Amazon and, and order one, which was kind of cool. Great. So um, do you want to? Should we talk about pub hack? Yeah, we should. We should. Friday. Yes, yes. As you know, I knew what you were doing, even though I was playing dumb on Twitter. Uh, and part of it was knowing that you were going to be locked inside a pub for I don't know what was it like twelve hours plus. Yeah. <laughs> I I figured I'm going to have some fun with Rob because he's probably going to be there drinking. <laughs> yep. So I gave you a little <laughs> bit of a hard time, although I didn't. I I could have gone a lot further. Believe me. But you went, you you did um, pub hack, which I know you've done at least like what three or four times now. Uh, this is the fifth one. Oh though. wow! Uh, so you, um, have you done we, them all? We're the we're the only team uh, that's ha- that's been to every one and has all the original members. Oh, that's cool. So, well, uh, tell me about your team for starters, and what is pub hack? I know we talked about this like maybe six months ago, but um, it's pretty cool. I, I wish I were doing something like this. Yeah, so it's you know we go to a pub um, and. We get given a theme. Uh, this time was heroes and villains was the theme, um, and then it's just go build something for the next eight hours uh, or ten hours. Uh, present it at the end of the day, and then the judges will pick winners for various different categories. Um, so yeah, I mean that that's the kind of the the base of it. Um, yeah, and you've got a group called Devs Do Design, right? That's right. Yeah, this was. Um, I, I don't really remember how this came about. The actual name. Um, I, I think it had been a joke because, like, me and a couple of the other devs had been like trying to design something, and it was terrible. Yeah. Um, but kind of the name stuck, and so yeah, we've got a team of three developers and one designer. Um, so yeah, it's, it was kind of interesting. We built sort of a game, I guess, a pseudo game because you can't really lose at it. Um, the, the the phrase we were using on the day it's more of an experience than it is a game. <laughs> um, <laughs> if nothing else, because none of us have ever built a game before, so we had no idea what we were doing. Sure. Um. So yeah, we we built a. Uh, it, it's called Trump, mm-hmm. uh, but with dots between each of the letters because it, there's no actual acronym. Uh, <laughs> I was one. wondering about that. <laughs> that would be very hard to come up with one. Yeah. So. Um, and basically there's some events on a map um you click on each event and you knock down a wall that trump has built um (laughs) you you can shout at a rally to get people to leave um and then uh and then you can catch uh his his snapchats have leaked uh and you can you can catch them to to retweet them on twitter or something um now i'm saying it out loud it sounds ridiculous Uh, (laughs) well i suppose it's meant to be ridiculous right uh yeah pretty much yeah so Um, and and as everybody designing is they're all web apps that people are designing right uh yeah yeah that's uh, there's been a couple of times um there was some some video guys that came and had a team and they did like a video uh, that was a few pub hacks back but yeah in general most people are building either web apps or, or mobile apps okay um so you're not really limited by like the uh, the medium you're working in. No, not at all. It's it is it's pretty much open to anybody who wants to come. You know, if you're cre- a creative uh, person at all, you know, as I say, the video, 
I'm, I'm nobody would object if you wanted to you know do i don't know interpretive dance i don't think anyone would stop you uh-huh. <laughs> so nobody's done that yet is it always at the same uh, same pub every year uh no so um it's been at two different pubs um and then this this year was actually um it's a i don't know, I guess it's just a space that you rent out that people can rent out um but it's got a bar and you know they had a dj and for playing music and stuff like that mm-hmm. um you know it was as close to a pub as it needed to be there's tables and a bar that was all we were interested in really right right so are the guys you do this with were they people from uh you know from university or some other thing yeah so we we knew each other uh from university and we all used to work together um at the company i work for now mm-hmm. um but two of the guys have now moved on. One's freelance, one moved to London. Um, so two of us are still um, at my work. Um, but, you know, we get together for this um, because, you know, this is our team. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and we needed our fourth trophy because now each one of us has got a trophy at our house. Oh, well, yeah, I was going to say, you did win. You won, an, you won a major award. What was your major award this year? Uh, we, we won the Audience Choice Award. Oh, nice. Um, so like once all the presentations are done they hand out voting slips and you know we all vote for which one we like the best and stuff like that so yeah we won we won that category this year oh nice nice so you Um, so yeah it was it's good fun you gotta keep doing it oh yeah definitely i mean joe who organizes it like she works so hard to try and get this done i mean this was basically three full days of her working like all day just to get this you know done um so it'll probably be another six months or a year before the next one but yeah I, there's no reason we won't won't do another one yeah i mean how, how, do you have any sense for how many people participate uh i think there was 10 teams this year mm-hmm. um and they're like teams generally have four people in that's a lot of people that's um, yeah that's a fair number of people yeah it's definitely grown i mean the first one i think there was maybe five teams mm-hmm. um this so this was like three years ago now um you know and it's just kind of grown from there i think at this point like the only way we could get more people is if we could find a bigger venue right um it's it's kind of hard especially in portsmouth to find anywhere bigger right right and you would and one of the things that happens when you try to do that sort of thing is then it's like well can you really afford to rent out a a bar um on a Friday when, you know, otherwise they'd be making a ton of money from people coming after work. Uh, so you end up having it on like a Tuesday and then, you know what I mean? Things like that become impediments. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's why this, this studio place that, that we were in uh, this time was really good because, you know, it was just us. Right. Um, whereas, you know, in previous years, like as the day goes on, obviously just normal people come into the pub for drinks and stuff like that. Right. Um, so yeah, it was good fun. Um, our project is up um and you can you can watch the the promo video that i did um and you can actually you know go through the game and uh and just see what it is that we built yeah i actually had not seen your link um to to the to what you made yet so i i have to check it out myself put that in the show notes as well as a link to your um, youtube video which shows off your mad keynote skills uh yeah exactly Okay. Um, it, it, it's kind of become just a like a, a joke at this point like our our presentations are always like it's always mostly about the video and then just the silly little thing at the end that we've <laughs> actually built right right well we have one other thing we were going to talk about which is a little bit about um the messages app which i have been 
hip deep in for, I don't know, like two weeks now to the point of where I thought I was going to lose my mind a few days ago. Um, and I thought we would talk a little bit about what we, what we think about messages and all the new features that, that are in iOS 10. Yeah, so let me start, I mean, because I think I'm kind of known for being a bit grumpy about this kind of stuff, but I do like <laughs> stickers. Good. Um, I, I, I can see, I, and, and the reactions to a message as well, where you can, you can put ha-ha and stuff like that. I, I like that. I can totally see the value in stickers and reacting and, and, you know, putting a sticker on top of photos, things like that. I can see how that's kind of fun and interesting and, like, makes messages a much more full-featured messaging app you know when you compare it to something like whatsapp or telegram places like that beyond the stickers i do not know why i want proper apps in my messages app it, it i find it really kind of everything in the you in the interface just seems a bit kind of dumped together and kind of quite confusing um i've got maybe like 10 different apps in there now and even that is a bit of a pain to like you know scroll through them all or pick them from the you know the little app picker um so yeah i found myself getting a bit frustrated with it um just just because of the the interface really yeah the ui has a lot to be desired i mean when i was testing this stuff for the roundup article that i did on mac stories of stickers and imessage apps um, i had at the time and i've removed some of these but i had about 50 different things um installed on my phone and those little dots at the bottom have completely overflowed left and right, which to me is, it's kind of, it's hard to imagine how that got through because I, th I would, I think that that's something that ought to have been anticipated. Um, but that's really just kind of a, you know, an aesthetic thing. What, what's difficult is once you get past about 30 or so apps or sticker packs on in messages, um, you start seeing weird performance stuff. Um, a lot of times that little, uh, you know, when you, to get to the, the icon, there's a little, uh, the little carrot or a little, um, Chevron button on the left side of the text field. When you text, yeah. you know, you tap that and then you can get into photos, digital touch or the apps. And oftentimes for me, that just stops working altogether. Um, which, which is kind of a pain. Um, yesterday I had a new, a new bug show up where, Everything was working fine on my iPad except for iMessages apps. So stickers were fine, messaging was fine, and it was driving me crazy, and I couldn't figure out what was wrong, and a, a reboot solved it, but um, seeing definitely uh, some issues there as well. And my phone has gotten extremely hot, um, and, the, and the battery drains very quickly. Now, again, I'm like a huge outlier when it comes to this stuff because I was testing so many of these. And I, when I was writing that article, I literally had to sit down at a table with my phone plugged in the whole time because I was going through and trying different, I was, you know, bouncing between apps and sticker packs all day long, trying them, screenshotting them, uploading them to a server, grabbing a link, dropping it in a text file. You know, I was, I was really stressing out my 6S Plus, but, um, I don't know. It's uh, I, all that said. I've had a lot of fun with these, and I like them a lot. I think there there's a lot of cool stuff here. I think the stickers are a huge opportunity for developers, both to make money and to market their apps if they you know add stickers to existing applications. Um, 
in the apps themselves, I mean, it's early days. A lot of these things are pretty rudimentary and basic, but I think I think it's they're they're going to uh, take off as well at some point. I mean, I um, there's some for doing polls with groups of friends. That one's pretty cool. Copied and drafts both have um, both have apps now, and copied is really nice to have because you basically have access to everything that's you know in your in your pasteboard library from that app. There's even an app called Email, which is not very well um, named, I think, but uh, it's a pretty good email app that exists on iOS that lets you search emails from within iMessages, which is a little odd, except that if you're talking to someone and need to refer back to an email, it's a handy way to grab the email. So I think I'm going to install that just so I can have it available when I'm talking to people about email. Yeah, I can I can see that, but I I think I think it's going to take a few months to really balance out what is what is useful in messages and what is just kind of um, you know just jumping on the the bandwagon of this being a new feature. Like you know, if you're the kind of person that does need to refer to emails a lot when you're in messages, then that's going to be pretty useful to you, right? Um, I mean, and, and and as you say, like drafts, if if you use that a lot and you've got stuff in there, I can see it. Um, but I, I think the biggest problem for me is that none of this works on the Mac. Oh, yeah. It look, um, it, it's it, worse than that. It looks terrible, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it looks awful because um, you just get these huge, you know, like if I put like a Mario hat on a photo that you send me, I just get a huge Mario hat on the Mac. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's fine. I guess I'm not the target audience, but... I'm at my Mac like eight hours a day and then, you know, in the evening it's still my primary computer and I just can't use any of this stuff. Um, and, and actually stickers are making messages on the Mac unbearable. Like if I go to, you know, our messages thread on my Mac and you know, we haven't sent too many, but like the whole screen is just filled up with these images. Right. No, that's, I've definitely um, been hesitant to send you stickers because of that very, that very problem. Um, I'm sending you stickers right now, Rob, just so you know. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I'm testing out the features. I really am. Um, But there's a couple of things. One is like on the Mac too. What'll happen is like, if it's not, it's, it's actually a little worse even because if you have a, um, let's say I scroll up and want to leave a sticker on something that you, uh, you know, that you said, I don't know, five comments before on the Mac, that'll still show up at the, that sticker will still show at the bottom of the list. And there's no way to know what it's referring to. So it gets really confusing on the Mac. Um, and then when you're in the, uh, the, the, the app drawer in messages and looking at your apps, if you one, they don't sync across iOS devices. So, uh, you have to download them in two places if you have, you know, an iPad and an iPhone. And then if you delete, you know, at least on iOS, if you are, if you have multiple pages of apps and you delete one on say page two of five, the next app you download is going to show up at, in the empty slot on page two. But on messages, it doesn't do that. It always adds to the very end of the end of the very last page, which mean which there's just no good way then to kind of organize those things. Yeah, that's pretty. I do, it just feels very. It feels rushed. It feels jammed into the messages app, and just the complete lack of support on the Mac is 
it is ridiculous. Yeah, it's very beta in in a lot of ways. Um, I could keep going because <laughs> <laughs> I've been using this thing so much. Um, what was I going to say? It, it, it there was um, when you move things around. Oh yeah, I know what it is. There are two things. Um, if you go into the stickers and apps in messages and you swipe through the order that you see them is based on the one you most recently used. Sure. But if you go into the icons using the little button on the bottom, then yeah. it's according to whatever order you set them up in, which is not right, which is not obvious at all in the interface. There's no, and there's no, I mean, think about that. If, if, um, yeah, I, I suppose it's a little bit like when you double tap the home button and on a phone, you know, you're going to see your apps in the order that they're most recently used. But because you're not really doing that same kind of interaction, it it just seems it, it seems to be like a disconnect between the two views of of apps. Yeah, I don't know. As I say, I think the biggest thing for me is I just like some basic support on the Mac. Um, you know, I don't. I could live with not sending them, you know, not having access to the apps on the Mac, but just these stickers, you know, at, at least show the stickers where they should be. Right. Um, so I think I've said this to you, but like as of right now, I'm mostly not going to be using stickers um, unless you happen, you know, you or somebody else happens to message me while I'm not at my Mac it's very unlikely you're going to get response from me with stickers. Yeah. Well, it's driven me away from messages on the Mac. It really has because mm. I, I think that weekend when Federico was finishing his iOS 10 review and I was ramping up, getting doing this roundup of stickers and messaging apps, I, we probably sent each other four or 500 stickers over the weekend, over a long sure. weekend. I mean, and you open that up on a Mac, and it's just a complete and utter disaster. I'm amazed that I even got it to open. Plus, I'll tell you, my um, if you look in uh, storage, my it, my my messages app is ballooned in terms of the amount of storage it's taking. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, turn-based games are pretty good too. I mean, getting back to the positives, I've you know, there's a there's something called Pigeon Games. Have you seen that one? Uh, I think I might have seen that mentioned somewhere, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's got a handful of games. You can play poker or pool or a version of Battleship. I mean, simple games, but they're actually... uh, I was impressed with how much they're doing in terms of, you know, the graphics and the interaction uh, in pool. And you you, you line up your shot, you pull back uh, a pool cue, and you let it go, and it and it animates uh it's it's pretty impressive for something that's as memories constrained as iMessage apps are yeah i can definitely see uh the value for these turn-based games i think words of friends has got one i've heard it's not very good but as an example like otherwise you end up in this situation where you've got to like create like a words with friends account and then like add your friend or you know find their username um, you know, I know kind of Game Center went a little bit towards that, but I think having it in messages just, you know, that's where people are already messaging their friends. Right. Um, so if you can start a game from there, um, you know, when the game is just in messages, then that then that works really well. Yeah, I mean, a couple of my other favorites are like uh, gift wrapped because it's nice not to have to leave iMessage when you want to send somebody a gift, uh, and that one works really well. Um, I don't know. Let's see. I guess stickers wise, I like uh, Sticker Pals, which is David Lanham uh, animations, and they've got hundreds that are free, and you can do 
you know, add-ons with in-app purchase. Um, ETA for just figuring out when you're going to arrive somewhere works super well. That's a fun one. There are a couple of um, a couple of to-do apps which are good for interactive grocery lists and so forth. Like on the list is a good one, and do with me. Those are both they do similar things. Annotate is another good sticker pack. I like all those. Sure. So um, we'll, we'll I'll put a link in the show notes to your your stickers roundup. Um, and you know I know that like Mac Stories have been doing some different coverage of different apps and things like that. So there's, I mean there's a lot out there. Um, I'm amazed how much has come out. Um, you know, in since since iOS 10's release for, for messages. No, it is. It's amazing to me. And I think one reason is because, especially with the stickers, um, if I send you a sticker and you don't have it, <clears throat> there's a link right there for you to download it in the store. Um, so it has the ability to, you know, spread kind of with a network effect virally through a group of friends. Um, and, you know, if you're someone that has an app already on the store, just adding stickers to it, especially if you have a free app that has maybe in-app purchase or subscriptions or something to you know, generate revenue. Uh, there will be people, I, I suspect, who will download your app just for the stickers, even if they don't care about the app, which, you know, it seems a little weird, I guess, uh, that you're marketing to people who don't care about your app. On the other hand, they may send the stickers to someone who would find your app useful. So it's a way to kind of spread the word through another channel about an app you might make. I mean, I've already seen that with um, Slopes, which is Curtis Herbert's uh, app. It is, you know, for tracking skiing and snowboarding. And he added a bunch of uh, skiing themed stickers to his app, which I think was a smart move. And uh, Periscope has even done, you know, they've, they've added the hearts that you can that you can tap out while you're watching a video. They've added stickers that are just those animating hearts sure yeah so it's going to be interesting i think over the next few months to uh to see what happens um i think we should probably probably draw the line there um because i imagine we could well especially you because you've looked at all the sticker apps um, <laughs> i'm sure we could end up going for hours i will continue to look at them i get a lot of them in my email now and um we are featuring them in the club max stories weekly now every i think we'll be doing it most every week we'll be doing a roundup of some of uh the silly sticker packs that we find that's yeah that's probably a good idea um i'll let you i'll let you deal with the curation and then i don't have to go to the app store <laughs> exactly <laughs> cool um should we wrap it up for this week then yeah sounds good perfect uh so you can find the show notes uh ruminate podcast.com slash 28 29 not 28 that's that's not how numbers work <laughs> um i am on twitter uh, at rm lewis uk and john is on twitter at john Voorhees, j-o-h-n v-o-o-r-h-e-e-s that's right all right thanks Rob. and i'll switch in a couple of weeks okay talk to you later